What's up, everybody? It's the mayor of Slamtown, Johnny Mundo, and you're listening to On the Mat Radio with Fabi Chulo. Dude, that was pure awesomeness with Johnny Mundo bringing us in. So, real quick, so much going on. It's amazing. For the people listeners, you're here on a Thursday. We switched over. As everybody knows, I've been putting it out there on all the social media that we're switching over to Thursday because it's been Wednesday for almost uh, seven years. So, we finally made the move over to Thursday, which kind of benefits us a little bit more. But you're here at On The Mat Radio. Don't forget you can go to onthemat.com, check out all the latest information, um, a lot of live videos and stuff. Rafael Lovato Jr. is the new 180-pound uh, champion over in Bellator, so you know they're going to be uploading ooh, a lot ooh. of his stuff over yeah. there. We, we, you know, so much to talk about. That's why I left the, the, a full half hour open because it's been so long. So that's just uh-huh. one of the many things that we have to talk about. So congrats. Well-deserved. I mean, it's not, not like he didn't put in the work, man. That dude's been putting in work forever. And don't forget you can go to MyLuckyGee.com to get all the latest information on the geese that they got coming up because they're always working on brand-new geese and everything. And jujitsu is just, you know, Growing leaps and bounds, so you want to make sure you check out that lucky gee because me personally, I, it's an honor to get tapped out in a lucky gee, so I appreciate that. But, anyways, back here on Thursday, uh, finally back together again. It took some some moving around and stuff like that, but my man Cody Rhodes is back with us. Cody, how are you, my friend? I'm pretty good. I'm ready to go. I had a vintage <laughs> coffee. Iced coffee before the show. Let's do this, man. How the how the hell can you drink a hot coffee in 120 degrees? No, it was ice. Weather? It was ice. Uh, oh, okay. I was, I was gonna say. I'm not. It's, it's fucking 95 degrees out here, bro. <laughs> so for the people listening, since Cody Rhodes has moved to Arizona and been in that sun, he weighs 123 pounds now, right? Yeah, that was yesterday. It just sweat, just sweated it all the way just normal movements will make you um, lose all that weight and everything because it's so hot out there. But and, and I gotta tell you, man, since Cody's moved, I've heard just so many different rumors because I've been going to some different gyms trying to get everything back on track. Uh, there's a lot I gotta talk to Cody with off the air because we got so much going on. But um, they're like, well, we heard um, Cody moved to uh, Phoenix. He's working at a, a, a what do you call it, a family planning clinic, and he's going to get blown up, and he better be careful. <laughs> and I'm like, who the hell did you hear that? Oh, you know, this is what they're saying and all that. But he is fine. And, and well, because what happened was we were supposed to be on the air last Wednesday, and the servers went down and all this stuff. Yeah. So, and I'm trying to get a hold of Cody, and, and I'm not hearing from him. So I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, my God, something happened to him or whatever. So that just lit, well, lit the fuse for the rumors and stuff like thing. that. But, but – it, it, it kind of benefited us because we moved over to Thursday. So, Cody, I haven't had a chance to talk to you, but I talked to Scotty Nelson. I told him, I said, hey, you know, we got to make the move to Thursday because there's so many people that have shows on Wednesday, but is, that's what happens sometimes. It gets overloaded and, and things happen. So uh, moving over to Thursday, you know, is a little bit better for us. So I think it's going to work out fine. You know, people uh, – it, it's kind of – benefiting us too because wednesday is usually a travel day for a lot of the fighters so if we're trying to catch them you know it's, it's kind of hard to get a hold of them during a travel day so a thursday you know they get there and may, might do some press and by the end of the, of the day they're good to go so that i think that's going to help us out like, would you agree cody Rhodes? that's for sure yeah i think i think it'll do well so <clears throat> just just 
so much happening. You know, I, like I said, I was talking to uh, Scotty, and I was like, hey, you know, what's going on or whatever? He said, well, I'm in Puerto Rico. I'm thinking of opening a shop in Puerto Rico. And I'm like, this is what I told him. I I love Scotty to death. He's going to sh- open a shop in Puerto Rico? <laughs> he wanted to open a shop in Puerto Rico, which is cool. I mean, I'm sure there's a big I mean, demand. that's great, but damn. Yeah, for that, but I'm like, please, please, if we can concentrate on Vegas and opening the shop over there because we had so much uh, uh, traffic going through there. I mean, that's the fight capital of the world. And, <laughs> and I'm that. only and four like, hours away from it now. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. If we if we're gonna have a big show and do it right, you know, we could we could all meet up there and and just it'll be huge. So he's like, yeah, you know, you you have a good point there or whatever. And I'm like. And he, he even told me, he goes, you know, I've been trying to, to keep up, but i got so much going on. Because I called and I, I spoke to um, Philip, the, the manager over there at the uh, at the warehouse. And he's like, dude, I was trying to get some shorts and stuff because I had some big wrestling things coming up. And I goes, dude, he goes, I'm so sorry. He goes, but right now in your size, we, we don't have anything. He goes, I'm, we're trying to bulk up or whatever. But, you know, trying to get a hold of Scott, he's like trying to get a hold of the president himself. And, and I'm like, yeah, I know. So they, they they are making a concerted effort to get everything back in order. I'm hoping before we go to Puerto Rico that we can get one in Vegas because that's where most of the, I mean, just stuff just sells over there. Yeah. There's a ton yeah, of people coming sure. through. Yeah, and all that. So hopefully not only you do you get like fighters, but you get all the other people that are like your amateur sure. fighters, your sure. your people that trainers like stuff. Trainers are just everybody. everything. So yeah, so it, it hopefully, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be able to do that and we'll we'll get moving from there. I've had a, a ton of people well real quick before we get into that, let me let me give you the line first first coming up we're going to probably get him in here in between 715, 730. Um, I can tell you some stuff would happen at some meetings I had, Cody. But Richard Ariola is coming on. He was uh, competing in the Nationals, Jiu-Jitsu. He's, there's a thing called Fight to Win that's coming up. It's going to be out here in the City of Commerce at the Commerce Casino. And, and uh. it's like, you know, submission only. And dude, the, when uh. I talked to him, and I said, hey, you want to come on and promote this? He's like, yeah, man, I got a wrestling camp coming up and everything. So as I was doing my research, Research the card is stacked. DJ Jackson is is on there. Um, a lot of people from Tenth Planet are on there. I mean, it's just huge, huge, huge um, event that's going to be taking place this Saturday. So I'm like, yeah, man, go ahead and come on. We'll talk about that and got a bunch of stuff to talk about. So we got him coming up, and then Ruben Zamora that we were going to have on last week before everything happened um, from uh-huh. the Lucha Expo. Him and Kevin Kleinrock are the two main men that are putting everything together. It's shaping up to be huge. And, and I'm going to be honest, man. I don't know if, if they heard me or whatever. I'm not I'm not saying that, that this is me or whatever, but it was funny because when we went last year because Jessica was um, uh, wearing some of their Mass Republic shirts around and stuff like that, and, and it was in Vegas, and I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool, man. And uh, I thought, man, but if they have it in San Diego because Lucha is, you know, huge – out oh, there in yeah. San Diego, and you're closer to the border to Tijuana because when we used to do shows, if we wanted to get like Damon and Halloween and stuff, you just they meet us at the border. We pick them up there, we bring them for the show, we take them back to the border right there in San Ysidro. Bam, we're good to go. So this year it's in San Diego and it's just packed. So I, hopefully, maybe if they can say, yeah, we heard you or whatever, but but. That's what's going to make it great. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people, uh, luchadores, that are coming over because it's it's closer or whatever. That's so we're in September talk or is that in August? 
that's that's in August. That's August 17th and 18th at the San Diego uh, City College or whatever. Oh, okay. So we'll, we'll talk to him about that. And then at the top of the hour, Manny Bam Bam Lara. I had him coming on because he was going to do a big wrestling clinic with uh, Mark Munoz, who's a, a uh-huh. UFC fighter who, who's really good. They, they got a good wrestling club and stuff out there. So we're going to have him on. We're talk- and he was huge when we had Long Beach Fight Night. I mean, he was uh, pretty fresh coming off, and he was just knocking people out. I mean, just putting people to sleep. And his last fight, he fought a big big Samoan dude. And I, I, I got to talk to him because I can't remember what happened. I think he went to throw a punch, and he got caught under him. And the dude was so big, he fell on top of him, and it oh, tore shit. his ACL. And, uh, yeah, oh, they had to stretch him. They had to stretch him out of there, dude. It was ugly. That's one of those ones where That's the knee, crazy. you know, yeah, the foot's going the other way and all that stuff. Ooh. It was wicked, dude. So we'll, yeah, no, thank we'll, talk, we'll, yeah, we'll talk to him about that uh, at the top of the hour and talk to him about what's going on now. So uh, got all that coming up. But since we've been off for, for a couple of weeks and Cody's been trying to get everything together on his end and I've been trying to get everything over here, I, I had a couple of meetings with some sponsors, Ooh. Um, but with some potential sponsors. Okay, I'm not going to mention any names because I don't know if they're going to come on or not. It kind of went okay, but this is what I got to tell you. And I got to agree with them, Cody Rhodes. They said, you know, we listen to your show, and it's great. You know, very informative. You mix it up and stuff. They said, the first thing they said, which I get this a lot, is you, you got to do something with that voice. They go, uh, you know, it's so uh, light, I think they said. And I go, well, I have Mike Tyson disease. And they go, what? I go, you know, Mike Tyson, you see this dude, and then you hear him talk, and it's like, it's like, dude, you know, or whatever. And they go, yeah, I go, yeah, sometimes I go through the drive-thru, and they'll go, okay, that's uh, $7.14, ma'am, or whatever. And I get to the, I get to the drive-up, and they're like, oh, sorry, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, you know what, dude, I mean, I've been working for King of the Cage as a, as a ring announcer. You know, I try to make it work, but, I mean, your voice is your voice. I don't want to be all fake, right? Cody Rhodes will go, that, well, hello, true. everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Use that fake radio voice or whatever. So it was funny, though, because it made me laugh. I mean, I could take criticism. I've been getting it forever. I thought it was pretty funny. So they said that. They said, yeah, you know, you, 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 you really talk uh, fast. You know, you, you re-, and I go, but, you know, I get, especially for the sport, you know, it, it, it very passionate. Yeah. So, I said, so once I get going, you know, I pump, I get pumped up or whatever. So my family for Father's Day bought me one of those uh those watches, the uh, what do you call them? The smartwatch. Yes, yeah, smartwatch. I was gonna say iPad watch, but a smartwatch. So when my heart rate gets above a hundred, it starts beeping, or whatever. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So that sucker's been going off. Yeah, I was gonna say, that thing go off all day long. <laughs> and it tells you to stop and breathe and all this shit. So before I got on the ice, I'm taking this thing off, man. This thing's gonna be beeping all through the show, but it's just funny that, you know, people notice things like that or whatever, so I'm like, yeah, you know, we're, we're going to work on it, we're going to, you know, make sure we get things together and all that, and they're like, yeah, cool, so they do like the show, but they just tell me, you know, i got to slow it down, and, you know, maybe, I, I, I don't know, what, how, what do you, heavy up the voice? I mean, what, what are you supposed to do, Cody Rhodes? That's really hard, I mean, your voice is your voice. Yeah, <sighs> I mean, you know... You don't want to be all fake and everything and use this, oh, this is my radio voice and all that. Then they meet you in person. Like, what the, the, what are you joking or whatever? So, yeah. Yeah, so, so whatever. But it was, it was just funny. We met and they, they talked about that and they want to come on. And there, there's a couple, you know. So it's imperative. And it's a good thing that things didn't get, get done because we had to move the show to Thursday because when they're 
potential sponsors, they want to make sure that they hear their commercial every Thursday at a specific time. You know, Cody Rhodes and I talked about that a lot. So once we do get everything set in stone, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that that gets taken care of. So that's pretty cool. So we're moving, you know, baby steps or whatever to get to where we want to get. So hopefully we'll, we'll be picking up the pace on that. Right, Cody Rhodes? I mean, you would agree, right? We got we still got a ways to yeah. go. That's yeah, very sure. true. Well, real quick before we – um. Continue on for the people listeners. You're here. You're on the mat radio with Favi Chudo. Got my man Cody Rhodes back in the saddle, bringing us in. And now yep. we got Richard Richard Ariola coming up in just a few minutes. But it was funny. I was talking to Cody Rhodes before we went on the air. I forgot that the Professional Fight League uh, is on ESPN. So Kayla Harrison, uh, who's supposed to be the next breakout star, judo. Uh, I believe she won a gold medal in judo, but they were giving her such a rash of shift for uh, other uh, lack of terms they? Um, because she was they were saying she was too heavy uh, they, they don't they don't go over 145 pounds in the women's division so the the PFL I believe Ray Seffo who runs that opened up 155 pound I mean she was fighting at 165 for a minute and she finally got down to 155 so they actually opened up a 155 pound weight division tournament for i'm not gonna say for her but to kind of accommodate you know so that she can make that so sarah kaufman who used to fight at 145 she bumped up to 155 so she could meet her up there so that's that's supposed Uh. to be the big fight they they still both have one fight you know to win before they'll meet each other in the finals but that's what they're that's what they're trying to get to because that'll be a huge fight sarah kaufman uh gave uh Cyborg Santos, a pretty good run for her money. I, I She surprised me. I thought she was going to get killed, but she actually hung in there for a while. So we definitely want to check that out. She looked good. Kayla Harrison, I, I don't know Cody Rhodes if this is what happens because this is what kind of happened to Ronda. She, she's smart. She closes that distance. She uses her judo to get in tight, you know, throws them, gets them to the ground, works her submissions, bam, and, and she she looks really good, which is kind of what happened with Ronda, and then she got a taste of that knockout. And then I think she wanted to, to try that's, to stand. So that's everybody's problem is that everybody wants that knockout. And it's just like, if you really want to succeed and move up in the rankings and you got to win, you can't yeah, do that by straight out knockouting. And that's not mixed martial arts. We're not play, it's mixed martial arts. We're not playing boxing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I don't know if they get a taste of that knockout and they just want to, oh. you know, see, see if they can, I don't know, prove something or whatever. Yeah. But she's just, she's in that same boat. She just she's there. She just closes that distance, and once she gets a hold of you, you know that's it, man. You're you're going flying. Like I uh, felt when we went to Giovanni Vargas or whatever. Once they dig those hips in, there is, dude, you are in the air. That's it. You're going nowhere true. to go but but to hit that ground. So she looks really good, and I I would look forward to that to see if she can fight Sarah Kaufman in the final. Hey, there's a million dollars at stake. So when you have some incentive like that, you know, they're yeah, going to be training. Sure. They're gonna, yeah, they're going to be fighting to win. So we definitely look forward to that. We've had – when we first – it was the first day that, that uh, Maestro and I moved over to On the Mat. Um, mm-hmm. We got a call at 9 o'clock at night on a Friday night to go to Randy Couture's Extreme Couture Gym that mm-hmm. Saturday, the next Saturday. So we just – threw some stuff in the in the truck and took off and made it up there and we talked to Ray Seppel and he was training people and stuff out of Randy Couture's and he was just starting to talk about he wanted to do his own thing and all that so now this yeah. professional fight league is, is starting to come to fruition so it's pretty cool it's good for him man because he's been working on it for quite some time so you know we wish him the best of luck with that so definitely slamming right there but before we get to the break I gotta ask you I mean 
not only has it been all over the internet, but everybody's been talking about. Did you get a chance on the internet to see uh, where Jorge Masvidal knocked out uh, Ben Askren with the with the knee in five seconds? Oh yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Excuse my language. It's, it's it's funny because we everybody's been oh talking about it, and, and I kind of I kind of feel bad for Ben Askren because you knew that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to get him to the ground and work his wrestling and just you know <laughs> stay on him. But but it it kind of seems like you would think that he, he's you know Jorge Masvidal is either going to come with with some punches or a big kick or a knee like that. And the worst thing that could happen happened he when he he ducked down to right. shoot. And ducked down right into that knee, and boom, he was out, dude. I mean, it was, it just, it really looked bad. I mean, I know he's okay and everything now, but when you first see somebody lights out and kind of yeah. sleeping up like that, it just looked really wicked. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so have you got to, I know you, you're busy with work and stuff, but did you get to listen to any of the um, the interviews or anything that they did with Jorge Masvidal after the fight? Uh, no, I haven't. I didn't. <laughs> He's funny, man. That's a funny dude because he's like, "Hey, man, you know, if, you, if you're gonna come talking all that mess, man," he goes, "I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you a soda with the hamburger and fries and all this stuff." Oh all, God! All, all this stuff that he was saying, but he was saying, he goes, "You know, everybody gets mad at me saying, oh, you hit him while he was down or whatever.'" He goes, "But it's funny, you know, you could talk all the mess that you want leading up to the fight, right? But for some reason, after you knock somebody else who's been talking shit, um." I wasn't allowed to say something to him after it, you know, showing after you talked all that stuff, you got knocked out or whatever. So he kind of made some, some good points or whatever. But, but dude, you know, there's there's fighters. I mean, there's guys that can fight, and then there's fighters. And Jorge Masvidal is a fighter. I mean, that dude will fight anybody, uh, like the Diaz brothers. You know, he doesn't care who it is or whatever. He He's he's going to fight, man. He's he's coming to, to – he's either going to go out on his sword or knock you out. So that's that's the kind of people you want because you know you're going to get a show or whatever. So props to him. It's going to be it's it's going to be funny to see who he's going to fight. You know after that because uh, uh, nothing for nothing. I'm not saying anybody's scared or whatever, but but uh, a lot of people might be going. Damn, I don't know if I want to get in the cage with that dude. I mean, you can say, yeah. yeah, I'll fight anybody or whatever, but in your mind you might be going, man, this dude, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think he just got lucky. With the, yeah, I mean. I, I, it's it's a combination of luck and picking the right move at the right time. Yeah, he just happened to be when he threw that knee. Uh, Askren just happened to be coming down for the shot, so it was just like yeah, like, all the stars were in alignment or whatever. But yeah. anyways, let, let let's go ahead and take a quick break, Cody Rhodes. Um, I'll I'll shoot Richard a, a text see if he can come on early. If not, we'll, I got a few more things to go over on the news. But uh, I'll give Richard a call so we can get him on early and talk some jujitsu, talk some fight to win. And talk mm-hmm. some wrestling, all right? Let's Sounds do it. Sounds good. On this one, uh, all right, everybody, uh, we're back here live on on the Met Radio. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> just don't no, work for like me, it. man. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. For the people listening to us, you're here. You're at On The Mat Radio with Fabi Chulo. Got my man Cody Rhodes back in the saddle bringing us in and out. And you're here at On The Mat Radio. Um, got Richard Ariola coming. Um, he says he's good, Cody Rhodes. So let me just uh, run something by you real quick and we'll give him a call. As far okay, as I'm sure. I, I got to talk to you because, you know, when, when – when uh, uh, Maestro and I were working for Tap Out and working for Tap Out Radio and stuff like that, we had uh, some some competition. Uh, well, and I don't want to give this person uh, uh, some props or whatever, but they're back on the scene again. And so I want I want to talk to you about that because we're going to start changing some stuff up because we're going to make some adjustments uh, just because uh. there's certain things that yeah when I tell you you're going to be like oh dude or whatever so we're gonna we're gonna work on that so for the people listening to us you're here you're at on the mat radio and uh, go ahead and give uh, Richard a call let's go ahead and get him on and we'll talk some we'll talk some jujitsu and all that. um you know the the PFL's on right now and there's a uh, uh, really good fight going on right now so I got to turn that thing off so I can concentrate. For sure, man. For sure. Then my watch will be going off from a distance. Type the sound right. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, somebody give me the right phone number. Oh yeah. Hello. Hello. Hey, Richard. It's Fabiano. You're live on on the Met Radio. Can you hear me, my friend? Oh, I can hear you, brother. How you doing? Ah, doing good. For the people listening, you're here. You're at on the Met Radio. With your host, Fabi Chulo, got my man, Cody Rhodes, bringing us in and out. Don't forget, you can always go to onthemat.com. Check out all the latest information and everything from there, as well as myluckygee.com. Make sure you check that out because we've got some new geese and a whole lot of stuff coming up over there. But on the line with us right now, somebody I've been wanting to talk to for quite some time. I've been following for for a little while, but we've been trying to steadily get ourselves acclimated to back on a Thursday since we've been doing Wednesday for so long. Richard Ariola, Richard, how are you, my friend? Good brother, how you doing, man? We're doing. I gotta tell you, man, it was funny because we were. Ta- I was talking to Cody Rhodes before we went on the air, and um, I know you were. You just finished uh, the nationals uh, uh, in jujitsu and everything, and it was funny because I'm looking at all the stuff coming up, and there's just so much coming up. You know, fight to win, big wrestling camp coming up, and stuff like that. But then, as I was getting ready, you know, to do my my stuff for the show, I saw that uh, you, you trained with Jiva Santana over at One Jiu Jitsu, correct? That is correct. I train uh, with uh, Professor Shiva uh, at uh, One Jiu Jitsu in the city of Irvine. Yeah, I've been right. training with him since I was a white belt. Well, before we before nice. we get into talking about the stuff that you got going on, I, I used to work for another show for a little while. It was in studio. It was out there in Orange County, and Jiva was probably the second or third person that we had on in the studio. And no I way! Like call, yeah. I, I like to call Jiva uh, uh, the smooth operator. Because he, you look at him, he's so, I mean, he's just so calm, and he's so cool, or whatever, you know, and it just, you know, when you, and then when you start talking to him, you're like, dude, this, you know, Jeeva's, Jeeva's the real deal, and it was so, it was so informative, and we got going so long, the show's an hour, and I think we went an hour and a half that day, because just talking to really? him, you know, I mean, we talked about jujitsu, we talked about, because so many people say, oh, you know, jujitsu has to be in the pure form with the gi, and, you know, you got all this other stuff going on, it's not the same, and, uh, and you know, he, he elaborated on that, and he talked about so much, you know, even like, you know, his wife, because she, she trains, and how it is to be a, with a spouse that trains and all that, I mean, it was one of, probably one of the most informative shows that we've, that we've ever had, so you, training nice. with them since, since a white belt, uh, just uh, before we get into to talk Talking about all the stuff you have, uh, expand on a little. First of all, what brought you to Jiva, and then talk. T- tell us a little bit about uh, what it's like training with them. 
Uh, well, I mean, when I first started training with Professor, um, I mean, to be quite honest with you, I, I, I was coming off a, a wrestling um, wrestling at the college level. I wrestled for Santa Ana College, and um, and I guess uh, during that career, it was cut a little bit short, and uh, I needed something to do, you know, because I was overcoming some injuries, and uh, amongst other things. And um, sure enough, you know, my buddy uh, kept bugging me, saying, hey, you got to check out this gym. you got to go try jiu-jitsu. And uh, finally, you know, I just to humor him, I showed up at a gym, and we were training at an old, uh, at an old, uh, at an older gym in Irvine called Timoyama, and uh, yeah. that's when I met Professor Jiba. And um, yeah, when I started training with him, I just I got hooked. I got hooked on jujitsu. I haven't stopped training since. I mean, just training with Professor just you know blew my mind. I mean, just he's such a he's such a, a very well. He, he's very, very informative. He's very detail-oriented in terms of how he breaks down the technique. He's a really good teacher, a good mentor. And, um, and you know, he just ha- he just teaches us not so much about jiu-jitsu but about life, too. And uh, and that's one thing I really always admired about him. He's someone I can look up to. Oh, yeah. I, I would agree 100% because he just and, – and it's a trip because you talk to him, and once you get going, it's just, you know, just, just the wealth of, of knowledge and information. And he's just – because we, we talk about that a lot a lot on this show. You know, you got a, a lot of these places um, where the guys are black belts and stuff, and, and it, it's just weird. It just – when I see Jeeva, it's more like a family – oriented uh, type of thing you know i went down there and checked it out in person it just i mean it was just really really impressive you know and it's just a, just a super cool cool guy or whatever but you just kind of get that feeling you know if, if you get some knucklehead that goes in there and tries to start like you know <laughs> submitting people and, and yelling after they tap you know he's gonna come over and that's that's gonna be it or whatever yeah so it was, yeah it was great to have him on and, and you know like you said you got bit by the bug and once you got bit by that bug you know you just want to keep going and and to me it's a trip because you know I follow Richard on on his uh, social media, and and oh, yeah. jujitsu jujitsu has evolved so much. You know now mm-hmm. because before people just used to go to tournaments and whatever, but now you know you, you got strength and conditioning coaches, and it's really went to another level to where you have to mm-hmm. train and and be ready to go. So yeah, tell us a little bit about because you just finished. It was the nationals, right, that you competed in, and that was all in the geek, you know. Yes, yes, that's right. I just competed at the American Nationals. Um, it was in Las Vegas. I competed alongside uh, uh, my brother Jason, and uh, well, he's he's still my brother. I call my brother. It's uh, Red Richard Red Alacron. Uh, you know, we're all like, you know, the three of us were all just like brothers and everything, but we all competed together. Yeah, I just competed at the American Nationals. Uh, my first time at Brown Belt, uh, I got double bronze. And, um, you know, like anything else, you know, I prepared for this competition. And when you get to the Brown Belt level, it's it's no joke. The margin for error is very slim. So, you know, I, I learned a lot of good lessons. At the same time, I got a chance to experiment a new guard game. So, all in all, you know, I, I overall, we did pretty well as a team. So, I'm pretty satisfied. Yeah, I I would agree. I saw a lot of the pictures and everything from there, and and uh, it's funny because we talked to Jeeva, and he goes, yeah, he goes, I like when they compete because it's a chance to test their skills, and you know, you 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 kind of gauge right there. Well, I got to improve on this, and you know, it's it's a really good gauge to see, you know, where you could take your jujitsu to the next level. Now, I mean, coming from because because I wrestled for years in high school, I even coached in high oh, school. Oh no way! And 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 let me tell you, and I talk about this all the time. People are probably tired of hearing it. When we moved over to on the mat. Scotty Nelson, who's the who's the owner and the proprietor, he said, "You guys got to get in that gi, and you got you got to learn in the gi because you know that's what we do here and all that." And dude, the first time I put that gi on and rolled, I I hated it because there's just so much to grab. And when you come from a wrestling background, it just seems oh, like my you know I want to shoot. I, so so tell us a little bit about that transition. Was it a pretty easy transition for you, or, or uh, talk a little bit about no. that? 
<laughs> no, it, 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 it was not an easy transition. I'm going to level with you. When you come from a wrestling background, and, and, you know, me and my brother, we've been wrestling since we were kids. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things where it's like when when you when I first came into uh, started training with, uh, with Jiva, I was training no gi. And I was training under his black belt, Professor Mokayat. And um, so I was learning uh, how to train no gi. So no gi is a lot more easier because I was taking people down at will. I was putting pressure on them, all this heat. I was having my way pretty much with, uh, you know, with most of the people in no gi. You know, but when I started going against upper belts and stuff like that, then that's when it got a little more real. And then when I first met Jiva, it was when I saw him doing gi class, and he was, you know, encouraging me to do the gi. And and I'm not gonna lie, I I refused to do it. I was being stubborn. You know, I thought that you know it was cheating. You know, the grips and everything. And uh, so finally, I I I you know I I just sucked it up. I put the the gi on. I tried it out. Oh my goodness! My first day of gi practice, I was so frustrated. I don't think I don't recall being that frustrated, but I was very, very frustrated. Just the grip, the 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 pulling, the tugging. You know, I thought it was cheating. I you know, and and I thought it was just I, I didn't like the fact that people were just having their way with me. I was getting choked out left and right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's what they did to me. They put me in with 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 uh, a girl, and and I said, oh my god. Oh my I said, goodness. I gotta be careful. Or I'm gonna hurt somebody, you know, and all that. And then when she grabbed me and, and you know came around and grabbed that collar and choked me out, I was so embarrassed. And I said, No, oh no, uh, that's, that's a joke. That's a joke. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. And she did it again. And and I wanted to oh. leave. I said, Oh my God, I'm embarrassed. I'm leaving. But then the instructor came over and said, Hey, look, man, I just had to show. She she's an actual uh, brown belt. So I had to show you that it doesn't matter how big you are or whatever with the proper. And then uh-huh. after that, I was like, oh, okay, or whatever, and and then took it from there. So I mean, you know, just just to just to see that happen, it's like, wow, this is a whole new different ball game. So you know, it just shows how much you've evolved to be able to you know to get to the brown belt level and compete at the brown belt level because a lot of people don't understand that man. It takes it takes a lot, especially to get to get to that uh, level of competition. So you know, props to you for that. But now. You know, a big fight to win coming up. Real quick for the people listening to us, if you want to check it out, it's fight to win. It's going to be this Saturday, the 13th. Um, it starts at 5 p.m. Doors open at 4:30. It's at the Commerce Casino. It's at 6131 Telegraph Road in the City of Commerce. Uh, make sure you check it out. It's this Saturday. I'm telling you, man. I checked out that whole thing. It, I mean, that card is stacked. They got so many people coming. So yeah. for the people. For the people listening to us, tell us how you got involved with that. They give you a call and say, hey, look, man, we want to put you up against Carrasco, and, and, you know, we got this for you. How, how does all that come about? Well, um, I, I fought uh, for Fight to Win before in the past when they were in Orange County. I believe it was their first show that they had in Orange County, I believe. Um, I, I competed as a purple belt, and um, and like anything, I, I reached out to them, you know, by application, obviously, and... Uh, you know, Seth put me on the show, and I really appreciate that. Seth does a really good job with the the promotion of Fight to Win and just the whole show in general, really putting the athletes, you know, out there to get a chance to showcase their jiu-jitsu. And uh, anyway, he put me on the, the card in the first OC show, and uh, and I got the W. And uh, since then, you know, I mean, I was, you know, I got on this card right here, and I was very, very pumped. And this time it's no gi, and um, I'm really excited. I know Carrasco's game, he's a solid competitor out of Legacy, and, um, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to to the challenge. He's uh, it's going to be a good fight. I'm really excited. Yeah. I've been preparing for this. And and um, I actually got an email from Seth uh, today, 
And he's like, if you really? want to come down, cover it. Let's let's. And I'm like, absolutely, man. I definitely want to come down yes. and check it out and get some get some awesome. interviews with with the people afterwards. It's good for the people to see, you know, especially after uh, everything's over, win or lose, you know, because it takes a lot to get in there. So we'd like to bring that to the people. So I'm definitely definitely going to be down there to check it out. So for the people listeners and on the Matt Radio, make sure you stay tuned because I'll definitely get these guys so we can see what it's like before. I, we don't like to talk to uh, Cody and I don't like to talk to people too much before. Because, you know, guys are in the zone, man. The, the worst part is yeah. fans because people are grouchy. And, you know, that's a, the least amount of time that you want to talk to anybody. And, and uh-huh. before, so after after everything's over and gets settled, you know, we like to talk to them. And, and so you definitely want to come and check that out. But, see, this is what I'm talking about. you got uh, things like fight to win where, where there's a lot of incentives. So, like, I, I saw you too. Even yourself, you have a strength and conditioning uh, regimen that you got to adhere to also, right? Yes, yes. Actually, um, it, it's at OC Strength and Fitness. Uh, my coach is uh, Josh Goddle right here in the city of Anaheim. So if you're in the area, uh, OC Strength and Fitness, definitely got to come check it out. Um, I know Josh for a while. Actually, um, when I was in college, I was, I was, I was, a, I was a kinesi major in college, and uh, one of my uh, focus areas was uh, strength and conditioning. And uh, Josh actually hired me as uh, as like a gym manager slash trainer. So I was I actually got my start with Josh as a strength and conditioning coach. And then from there, you know, obviously I just I realized the importance of having strength and conditioning in your jujitsu. I mean, it's everything. Everyone's doing it, but not just that, but like I mean, for for wrestling, you know, and like it's so it, it improves your it improves your level of competition so much. And regardless of what any sport you're in, believe me, especially for grappling, you know, a lot of pushing, a lot of pulling, a lot of explosiveness. I think it's I think it's key to your training, strength and conditioning. Yeah, but I, you know I gotta tell you, man, just you know when when you're involved in wrestling, if you wrestle through high school and then you're coaching or whatever, just you, just that daily grind, you just get used to it. You know, it, for the people that that don't really know, <laughs> when, especially at the high school level, when, when I was coaching, mm-hmm. it, it's it's yeah. all day. It's funny because because Coach Thompson would go, I wish I coached soccer. You go play one game and you're out of there. He goes, you know, you're at yeah. tournaments. You're there all day Friday after school. All and you're day. There all day Saturday. You weigh in in the morning, you know, and, and I think that's why uh, – People from a wrestling background do so well in MMA and stuff like that because you know you you might uh, three or four uh, uh, matches in a tournament so you and you don't know who you're going to well once you get to the high school level you might see the same kid once in a while but you don't really know who you're going to go up against so you're not going oh well I know this guy I'm going to do this you just you have to be ready and I think that that yeah. grind is what gets them to the promised land you know what I mean. I agree. I agree. I, I see most of the athletes that, that are that are succeeding, you know, whether they transition to MMA or to jiu-jitsu, you know, wrestling, I think is key. A lot of them are wrestlers. A lot of them are, you know, are built for that grind. When you go to that wrestling grind, believe me, there's nothing like it. There's nothing that tests you mentally, that tests you physically. And, for, and not only that, but instills that work ethic, that work ethic of learning how to push through the storm, learning how to deal with so much adversity, learning how to deal with just, you know, the, the being your body being put under constant stress, you know, it's just having to make weight twice, three times, sometimes a week, you know, duels and tournaments. And that's like, that's stuff we did in college and uh, it sucked, but you know what? I mean, like, I mean, my JC coach, I love him, but man, he was a, he's a, he was a crazy farm, farm boy, Oklahoma state type of wrestler that taught us how to wrestle like farm boys. So it's just, you know, it's just, yeah. Coach Silva's a legend. He's great. 
Yeah, you know, there's nothing like it. It's you know they they had a big interview with Dan Gable that I was watching sometime, and and you know something that always stuck with me is he told me you know what I never told my guys uh, you better win you better win he said I always told them I don't care if you win or lose I just when that when that opponent comes off the mat I want them to turn and go I never want to wrestle that dude again, you know that that was his yeah. philosophy you know but but yeah. my problem was. Uh, at the high school level, I just had a hard time kind of reining some of these kids in. Some of them, you don't have to. They they just got it, and they're just going. But then you got some that, you know, they're getting into the girls. And then, uh, I don't know about you, but some of the stuff <laughs> that they would eat after weigh-ins, I mean, honey buns, and, and I'd be like, what are you guys doing? That's going to slow you down or whatever. Do you kind of have a, a, a little bit of, like, you know, trying to rein these kids in? Or do they say, hey, man, that's that's Richard. We better, you know, we better be right. <laughs> well, I mean, when I was coaching in high school, I mean, I've coached high school wrestling for uh, like almost 12, 15 years. And yeah. um, when I coached high school wrestling, you know, the one thing about dealing with the athletes is educating them from the bat. Hey, look, you know what? Your body's a machine. You're a wrestler. If you go out there, you got to be able to perform. If you don't, if you're putting garbage in your system, your machine's not going to perform well. So, I, and, and sure enough, you know, I would take them to a lot of like, um, to a lot of like dual meets, watching other like high level high school programs and things like that. They would go, they would watch them like, whoa, coach, I mean, look at that guy. That guy's probably like, you know, wrestling, training every day. I'm like, yeah, he's training. He's eating well every day. You know, you have to look at the top tier level guys because if you want to get to that level, then, you know, you have to, you have to do something different. You have to do something that you're not, that you don't normally do in order to be, you know, get at that level. And uh, I always preach that to my kids, say, hey, look, you know, if you want to be the best, you've got to be willing to do what others aren't willing to do. That includes diet, that includes drilling, training. Yeah, and when they get out on that mat, they're going to know. They're going to know who's been training and who's been taking it serious. But real quick for the people listeners, you're here. You're at On The Mat Radio with Fabi Chuluka, my man Cody Rhodes, bringing us in and out. And on the line with us right now, Richard Ariola, big uh, uh, match coming up at Fight to Win. Don't forget, if you want to check it out, it's this Saturday, July 13th. Doors open at 4.30. First match is at 5 p.m. It's at the Commerce Casino. It's at 6131 Telegraph Road in the city of Commerce. So make sure you check it out. You can go to uh, fighttowin.com uh, if you want to check it out and see what's going on. But it's right here at the Commerce Casino. That's a really nice, huge venue. So uh, personally, you got to get to me. I like to get there early because I like to see from the beginning all the way to the end because that's when you really get a feel for it. So don't forget, Richard Areola is going to be going against uh, Carrasco in um, – is it is it it's submission only, right? You um no points yeah, submission or whatever, only, no submission. Yeah. No yeah. E, so make sure you check that out. Now, speaking of wrestling, not only do you have this going on, but you guys have a big I I believe did the camp start today? Your wrestling yes, camp? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Well, yes, we started our first ever that. Yes, yes. Uh, me and my brother uh have an organization here. We have a um a wrestling gym out here called the uh, Ariola Brothers Wrestling. Uh we call it A B W. Um, you know, our goal is to give back to the wrestling community, to the city of Orange County. Uh, we're products of Orange County Wrestling, so therefore we started our first ever wrestling camp. It's open to both uh, kids, uh, at high school level, and adults. And uh, so we have pretty much two separate camps. Uh, it started today. Uh, we had our adults camp, and then we start kids and adults tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, you can find us on Instagram at abrothers underscore wrestling. And uh, we basically specialize in uh, you know teaching wrestling fundamentals to grapplers who want to implement jujitsu into the I'm sorry that want to implement wrestling into their jujitsu, high level wrestlers, um, high school level wrestlers, kids club, youth level, and uh, we cater to pretty much everyone who's who's willing to learn and wants to really you know improve their technique in wrestling. And um, you know it's ran by me, and my brother Jason Ariola, and uh, my brother's a former All American too from uh, York, Nebraska, and. Um, 
Yeah, we just, uh, you know, that's something we love. Wrestling's a huge passion. And so to be able to come back and be able to host a camp like this, uh, it's a three-week camp, and it's, um, it's, uh, it's a three-week camp, and it's very, you know, it's, it's compared to the other camps that are out there, it's definitely a lot more affordable. And we even have sponsorship programs for, for, for our kids, you know, because we, one thing that's we're, big, we're dead set on is giving back to the community. You know, we're products of this community, and we really like to help the kids in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's great that they have a place to go to in the off season to keep the skills sharp and everything like that. It, it does make a big world of difference. That's one. That's one of the reasons why I'm not coaching anymore because they cut the program so much. I mean, football and all that gets everything, and the wrestling programs have got cut down so much it just sucks. So it's great that you guys have something in the off season so they could keep the skills sharp and you know keep improving and stuff like that. So I highly recommend that you check it out. But I gotta tell you, Richard, man, I definitely look forward to coming and checking out the fight to win, doing good things, man. It's always great to hear somebody that's helping with stuff like that. And, you know, coming from like Jiva Santana and working with him and all that, just that whole work ethic with the wrestling, you know, it, it, it'll help you a lot. So I highly recommend that you definitely come down and check out um, fight to win as well as the Ariella brothers uh, wrestling. Make sure you go and check that out. When I was younger, I mean, I'm old now. I've had both hips replaced already, but <laughs> when I was younger, I, I would go and, and, uh, you know, save my money. I have a family and everything, but I was saving my money, and I went to Jeff Munson uh, seminar, mm-hmm. and I went to to Randy Couture, and it was just, it just so many different wow. things that you that you learn or whatever, and it was it was awesome, and I never forgot it. I mean, I never for, forgot those camps, and you just take away so much from it. So I highly recommend that you uh, go and check those out. Well, Richard, um, hopefully I'll see you over there on Saturday. I'm gonna go uh, make my way down there and check it out. Wish you the best of luck for sure. For oh, the people thank you so much, brother. Yeah, don't forget, it's this Saturday at the Commerce Casino. If you just follow Richard Ariola on his uh, social media, just put Richard Ariola in your little uh, search engine. He keeps everybody up to date on there, so definitely look forward to that. So, well, uh, good luck to you, my friend, for sure, and hopefully oh. I'll see you out there on Saturday. Okay, my friend? Oh, oh, yeah, thank you, my friend. By the way, you said Cody Rhodes is with you right now? Like the Cody yeah. Rhodes? Like Dusty Rhodes' <laughs> son? Cody? Cody? <laughs> Cody, uh, uh, Cody Rhodes. I would like is, to. I would like to claim that, but that is a nickname. Cody, there. Cody. I, I, I'm sorry. I just have to say, Cody. I, I'm, I'm a huge professional wrestling fan. I grew up watching your dad, your brother, you. You're awesome, Dusty Rhodes. Oh my goodness, he's the, he's the, your your father is the man. You gold dust, uh, Dustin Rhodes. He's the best, and you, man. I love what you're doing too, man. You're super agile. I'm a huge fan. Thank Working you. with Thank you starting AEW and everything, it just it's it's great. Well, I'll tell you a quick story before I let you go. I used to work at the okay. forum. I worked at the forum from 1990 to 1995, and WCW wow. was in town, and and uh, he was. Um, Stunning Steve Austin at the time. He wrestled Dustin yeah. Rhodes. This was at the forum, and I was working That's down right. by the curtain. And they went out and wrestled, and I didn't get to really get to see much because I was at the curtain making sure nobody came back through there. But when uh, yeah. Dustin Rhodes came back, he was a bloody mess, and I thought, oh, you know. Yeah, uh, Austin I recall that match. There. Yeah, and Dustin turns around and goes, "What the hell's wrong?" Boom! They start punt, dude. They were throwing down. I was scared to death. I couldn't get. They were huge. So Jim Crockett comes over. They separate him, and he goes, "God darn!" He goes, "You get over there and you go um, see the nurse or whatever, and you go over there and I'm gonna go talk to you right now." So they had got in a real brawl, scared to death. I thought I was gonna die because I'm like, I can't break them up, and everybody's looking at me like, "Hell, that's shit. They're gonna kill me." So they they got a oh. big time tussle. This was. I think this was 1992, if I'm not mistaken, and I was scared to death, man. Those guys just started throwing. If, um, for Dustin Rhodes, uh, TV does him no justice. That is a big dude. He's got to be maybe six. 
five, maybe six six, huge or whatever. And, and yeah. Steve Austin was six two or whatever. So I, yeah, he's a big guy. Just before jujitsu or anything, I was scared to death. But anyways, no, yeah, know, we we figure if we call Cody Rhodes. Uh, long enough, if we get a cease and desist from WWE, then we know that, that people are listening. So that's why we call it Cody Rhodes. So <laughs> gotcha. we'll be able to do that. But All right, Richard. Hey, man, good luck to you. I'll see you on Saturdays. For the people listeners, don't forget, make sure you check out the Ariola Brothers Wrestling as well as Fight to Win. We'll see you soon, okay, my friend? Thanks a million. All right. Thank you. Take care. All right. You got it. Cody Rhodes, take us to a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Yeah, dude, I was scared to death that day, man. I mean, those those guys were huge, and I don't know what That's to do. That's crazy, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, for the people listeners, you're right here at On The Mat Radio with your host, Fabi Chulo, and, of course, Cody Rhodes bringing us out. We just got finished talking to Richard Ariola. A, a lot of things going on, Cody, I'm telling you, man. See, people don't just go compete. You know, you got to do your strength and conditioning, and you have to um, – uh, you know, work on your wrestling and stuff like that. So they keep so busy and they're always in shape. That's what makes them the good fighters, man. So we'll definitely uh, look forward to checking out that fight to win. Now, I gave Ruben Zamora a text that we're going to be calling him. So um, I haven't heard back from him, but let's go ahead and try to give him a call, see if he picks up because we're, uh, since I talk so much, that's another thing they said at the meeting. Do I have to start cutting you off? I know, man. Well, you know, I get so excited, man, and, and it's so, you know, it's awesome to hear, you know, that they're helping the kids and they got all that stuff going on. That you know, my, it's a good thing I don't have my watch on it. It'd be been beeping through the whole interview or whatever. So let's go ahead and like give Ruben a uh, call. Yeah, see if we can get him on. Hopefully he's because they got a lot going on. I know they got licensing stuff going on with Mass Republic and they're, you know. Inching closer to that Lucha Expo, so they got to be some super busy dudes. Oh, he just sent me a text that said, can I get five minutes? Hello? Hey, <laughs> hey, Ruben, it's Fabiano. You're live on On The Met Radio. Can you hear me, my friend? Yeah, yeah. How you doing? <laughs> Good. Are you okay? Can you talk, can you talk now? Because uh, I got a text that you needed five minutes. Yeah, we we uh, I'm in a car, so I'm traveling. But if you can hear me fine, we can do it. Oh yeah, yeah, we can hear you fine. So real quick for the people listening awesome. to us, you're here, you're at on the mat radio with your host Fabi Chulo, and of course my man Cody bringing us in and out. And on the line with us right now, somebody I've been trying to get on for for quite some time, and uh, you know, so busy. And then we had the problems last week, but finally we got him on, Ruben Zamora. Ruben, how are you, my friend? Doing well, doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate the time and the space. I- Man, I, I got to tell you, man, I, it, it's so good to have you on. I've been wanting to talk to you for so long because real quick, I'm going I'm to uh, give a little bit of background real quick before we get into the what's coming up. But, you know, I talked to Kevin, and, and my daughter's been wearing a lot of Mass Republic stuff, and she got a lot of feedback. They're like, dude, that Mass Republic is slamming. All. So Kevin said, well, why don't you wear your Mass Republic it. stuff at this, at this Lucha Expo? And all that, and I said, hey, you know, is it okay if I bring my recorders? Because I'd like to to get some stuff from my radio. She's like, absolutely, man. You know, make make sure you bring your stuff and all that. I'm okay. 
man, little did I know. I mean, I got everybody on there, and I thought it was done so well. I mean, it was probably, and Thank I talked to Cody about this all the time. It was one of the best times that I've had, oh, yeah. and I've been doing this for a long I time. That. I mean, it was it was really awesome. It was in Las Vegas, and the, yep. the thing I tell the thing I tell Cody the most is the matches were so good, but a lot of them were later on that night. And I'm, dude, I'm old. I'm usually in bed yeah. by eight thirty, but I stayed up till midnight watching yeah. these matches because the way they, this yeah. is what I like the most. The way you put everything together, you had a lot of old school mixed with some new school. Yep. Then you had the best in the world with Ray Phoenix and and those guys and all that. Yep. Are, are you the, tell us a little bit about that putting all that stuff together. First of all, I, I'm 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 glad you guys went. Glad you guys had a good time. We've had very oh, yeah. very positive feedback from the Las Vegas event. Um, even though behind the scenes it was just a nightmare, and you know it, we 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 do shows, spot shows here and there. We did the Mass Media show in Philadelphia. Um, so we you know we do live events, but to do a two day convention in uh, Las Vegas, and then we had the Lucha Bowls the day before. It was literally we rented out of some bowling lanes. And took the VIP ticket holder um, um, to to the bowling alley, and we put a luchador in every in every lane. So just it was basically a three day event. Um, it was just it was hard to put together, but um, the feedback that we had from the people was positive. And you're talking about the matches. We, we worked with everybody. We worked from everybody from the legends like Solar. The, the newest thing now, which is Pentagon and Phoenix and Ray Orus and Bandito. So we've been very lucky with Mass Republic to make a name for itself for just doing good things the right way. And at the end of the day, you know, we, we just try to do the best that we can, and we always try to just do the right thing by everybody. And so we're able to pull all these guys together from different generations, different, you know, different countries, and it just seems to, to work out. So... Um, I, I'm very proud of the matches because um, the convention stuff is cool, you know, the meet and greets, but to be able to put some of the matches together that we did was incredible. I think mean, this year's lineup is just ridiculously, you know, even even way better than last year. I'm really excited about some matches this year. So it's it's, it's a whole process. It, it literally takes me a whole year uh, yeah. to start writing things on paper. You know, who do we want? What are some of the guys that we want? And, you know, the wrestling business has been changing as of late. So um, there's a lot of guys that we had um, on paper that we wanted to bring in that are now with some other um, promotion. I'll tell you, look, one of the things we want to do is bring in Cody, the Bucks, you know, guys like that. But it was just impossible with what we got going on. Um, so it's just, it's, it's always changing. It's always changing. You know, we, we always say we're going to bring in over a hundred luchadors, you know, vendor boots. So the vendors change, some cancel, some things are mine. And the last minute restaurants want to come in. I mean, I'm still getting calls now of restaurants that want to come in. They're like, Hey, we're flying ourselves in. Um, we just want to be a part of the expo. I'm like, all right, cool. So, um, it's just, it's, it, it's a big task, but seeing how the fans liked it and the fans enjoyed it. And for somebody who's a collector of like autographs and photos and masks, it's the one place where you can go and everybody's going to be there. You don't have to go oh, yeah. to Mexico. You don't got to go to a show in LA or Philly, you know, go to multiple shows. You just go to one place and everybody's going to be there. So oh, that's yeah. kind of what, what we wanted to do is just make it the one place where you can just show up for a couple of days and everybody who's anybody's going to be there. Yeah. And yeah. that, 
that particular show, I didn't even see Ruben. I saw Kevin twice, but I didn't even see Ruben because <laughs> there was so much going on, you know, because it was it – was I think I saw like, Kevin twice, too, the entire yeah. weekend. I mean, we were, yeah, we were just I mean, running around. Just, yeah, and, I mean, it, but yeah. – um, and, and not just because you're on the show – and not just because I've been friends with Kevin for a long time, but it was really well put together. It was very family-friendly. I mean, a lot of people brought their kids. This this one kid, Sapagano, and went nuts. I, I mean, I thought I was going to have to yeah. do CPR. I was like, oh, my God. Him and, yeah. and Psycho Clown, and, the people were just going nuts. Yeah. I ended up seeing some of the pictures afterwards that people posted like, on their Instagrams and tagged us. And to, to me, that was the biggest thing because I remember as a kid, um, I grew up in L.A., and I was the youngest of three, so my older brothers weren't, like, super cross and stuff like that, but they would never yeah. take me. They'd all go to, like, the uh, to the um, uh, Coliseum, so I was too small. So my dad started taking me to Lucha Libre at the Grand Olympic Auditorium, and back then, that place was popping. So as a kid, to me, being able to touch the Nievelas and Kanek and seeing those guys as they came out from the, you know, from the locker room, to me, that was, like, huge. And I remember in the mid-'80s, we moved to San Diego, so I started going to Tijuana. And just being able to see the wrestlers and touch them and see, like, the tapes and the things. So when I started seeing the photos pop up from our event, to me, that was, was really, really cool. Um, being able to see that, you know, those mom and dad with the kids, yeah. grandparents were there. Um, so we, we try to provide a family-friendly event. You don't want anybody to miss out on this. So, yeah, and... and- and, um, and, I and that, that that that's what was most rewarding about Vegas is seeing that it was a family family friendly event. Um, yeah. And, and and that families were able to come out and have a good time. And that too, not only do they get to see the matches and, and stuff like that, but they go to the different booths and they get to like it's like they get to see their like real uh, superhero in in real life. It's amazing. But real quick for the people that are listening, don't forget it's the Lucha Expo. It's right around the corner. It's going to be Saturday and Sunday, August seventeenth and eighteenth. It's at the Harry West Gym in San Diego City College. It's at thirteen thirteen Park Boulevard in San Diego. If you want more information, you can call six one nine five three five one one seven nine, or you can go to Expo Lucha. Dot com. So now, like you said, it's been taking a year to get to this one. So tell us a little bit about what you got uh, going on this year. This year, we're 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 taking all the good all the good parts of what Vegas was. And like I had a great time in Vegas, but once we got there, there were certain things. For example, the venue would not allow us to bring in food vendors. They yeah. have a hundred percent control of all the food and beverages, as most you know formal venues do. That's the Westgate. Um, so what what yeah. <laughs> so like a hot dog was like nine bucks or ten bucks, and a beer was like ten bucks. So one of the one of the immediate complaints that we started getting, or just feedback we started getting while the event was going on, was the, the food stock and the prices were expensive. So this year we're bringing in some taco trucks, some loncheras. We're, we're keeping it Mexican style, some loncheras. We're going to have full snack bar, sodas, nachos, stuff. And I made it a point that nachos are only going to be two bucks because yeah. I hate going to a place to pay five bucks for nachos. So nachos are only two bucks. So we're able to provide a better experience. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a smaller um, venue because we realized that the biggest one was a little, a, a little big. And once you started walking around the whole thing, it's kind of became like a daunting pack. So yeah. it's just a little bit smaller space. But the layout is going to be pretty much the same. We're going to have a Lucha Libre ring in there. We're having bleachers. We're having chairs. 
Um, I think we're at about maybe 30 vendor booths and um, I think maybe like another 30 spots for wrestlers. And the way we do it is, is each day there's two live events. So um, on Saturday the 17th, the doors open at noon. There's a live event at 2.30, which is Viva La Lucha. So it's the best independent talent from Southern California. Um, the the fight's coming in. There's going to be some talent. PCW out of Southern California is going to be there. So um, it's, it's, it's basically the best of all the indie people. We have Laredo Wrestling Federation, come, or Laredo Wrestling Alliance coming in from Texas. Um, so it's all the best indie talent. So when the doors open, all that talent is at the booth. You can get autographs, photos, um, yeah, buy some of their merch. The day wrestle while that show is going on, the wrestlers from the night show are filling in the spots. So when that, you know, when the afternoon show is over, you come out yeah. to the floor. Now you're going to see, you know, Penta, Phoenix. Now you're going to see oh, Teddy yeah. Hart. Now you're going to see Jackie Evans. So um, it, it's constantly changing. So you kind of have to just. Keep walking the floor, checking out the booths, because now it's going to be a different guy there. And um, it, it, I, I think I think it's just going to provide for a better better experience. We're able to bring the tickets yeah. down this year a little bit, just because we're able to save on on certain things. So we're passing that savings on to the people. So it's it's, it's just a lot going on. But the, the easiest oh, yeah. way to to kind of wrap your head around it is it's two days. Two live events each day, uh, meet and greets, photo ops, and the thing about our convention, I want to stress this because um, we were probably the most cost-effective convention out there. I see interviews with some other people saying that they have, you know, uh, fan-friendly ticket prices. Okay, right now, if you go to the convention, you pay a price of admission to get in. You want an autograph with that wrestler, it's going to cost you 30 bucks. You want an autograph with that wrestler or a photo with that wrestler, it's going to cost you 30 bucks. I saw what they recently did in Las Vegas. Penta and Phoenix were like 69 bucks to get an autograph and picture. Penta and Phoenix are free at Expo Lucha. So uh, buy a ticket. You're going to get autographs and photo ops with the majority of these guys for free. There are a couple that are slated just for VIPs. For example, Lita's coming in, you know, WWE Hall of Famer, to uh, walk out uh, Mr. Aguila, S.A. Rios, which they haven't done in, I think, 20 years, she told me. Um, So she's going to be VIP only. Um, I think Dr. Wagner is going to be VIP only. So there's maybe three or four that are VIP only, but 99% of the the talent is going to be just for a show up. They'll give you an autograph. They'll give you a selfie. And you can buy their merch. So yeah. it's a very family-friendly, uh, cost-effective way to take the family out. We're not going to nickel and dime you for everything. So everybody's trying to claim that they have uh, a fan-friendly ticket prices guarantee you with the most cost-effective, most bang for your buck convention out there. Over 100 luchadors uh, over a two-day span, four live events. And some of the matches this year are insane. I'm not sure if you had a chance to look at some of the lineups that we have. I've been online watching daily to see, and some of those matchups, I'm like, dude, this is going to blow the roof off. And then I see another, I go, oh, dude, this is, I'm telling you, man, not, like I said, not just because you're here, but it was, I mean, I was totally surprised. I was like, dude, you would pay two, $300 to see a show like this because, I mean, they had reuniting the Mexicals, all kinds of stuff. It was awesome. But <clears throat> real quick, 
because we're running up against the clock. Um, for the people listening, yeah. don't forget, it's, it's the Lucha Expo. It's Saturday and Sunday, August 17th and 18th. If you want more information, you can go to expolucha.com and check it out. I, I'm yeah. telling you, man, it, it is totally, totally worth it. I, that was one of the and, – and my um, – Credit card was on fire. I must. I bought shirts. I bought the the little action figures, yeah. the little monitos. I bought so much stuff. I mean, because it's stuff that you can't, that you don't see. Well, you see it online, but then when you see it there, it's like, oh, dude. And, and I was just buying. Yes. Yeah. My daughter bought a bunch of stuff, so it was awesome. So we definitely look forward to and, it. So, go ahead. And there's something there's something really cool about being able to buy it from the wrestler. You know, you're not buying it on eBay, not buying it on on a store. You know, to buy it from them, get it from them. You give them the cash, they give you the price. There's something really cool, you know, that, that, that interaction with the wrestler. And so, yeah, if you guys can make it out, we have the best of what's out there today. You know, Phoenix, Teddy Hart, Jack Evans, Pentagon, Psychosis, Solaris, everything from the old school to the new school. Um, if you're used to going to some of these smaller events with crazy, insane action, please support all wrestling, all independent wrestling. Support everybody. But if you want to see a show that's going to blow your mind with some of the matches, um, please come out and give us a try. Check us out. We'd love to have you. And, uh, and you know, yeah, August 17th and 18th, San Diego, California. You can make yeah. it. We'd love to see you there. Yeah, absolutely. And we got Kevin. Kevin's going to come down later on down the line and talk a little bit more about it. But I'm telling you, we keep it posted on our um, social media and all that so you guys can go down and check it out. So, hey, Ruben, I, I got to tell you, man, a million thanks for coming on. Um, so, so much going on. I know because it's inching closer and closer. So I appreciate you taking yeah. the time out to come. Make sure you check it out. Check out expolucha.com. Check out all the social media because we just keep posting more and more. Definitely look forward to it, yep. Ruben. Uh, I'll see you over there at the expo. Okay, my friend? Sounds good. I appreciate the time. We'll see you down right. here in San Diego. Take care. You, you got it. Ruben Zamora, everybody. Make sure you check out expolucha.com. Again, a million thank yous, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Take care. All right. Cody Rhodes, take us to a quick break. We'll be right back after this. I was trying to text uh, Manny Bam Bam Lara, and I was taking a drink. Um, I'm telling you, see, that's why I got to give these guys a little bit more time because, um, because, uh, uh, hold on a second. God darn it. Hold on, because Manny's texting real quick. Let me just see, make sure Uh he's coming on. Hold on, sorry about that. Oh, for sure. Appreciate you, my brother. Okay. Um, Anyways, uh, did he write back? God damn it. <laughs> I think I think I sent that message to the wrong person. Oh Holy God. Shift. Uh, Good job. Uh, okay. Um anyways. Yeah, so um we're gonna be talking to Manny Bam Bam Lara in just a minute, but um I'm telling you, man, you know, uh we talk a lot about luchas and stuff like that, but it's kinda true, like he was saying, the um the uh expo is where you can go and see all of them together. You know what I mean? And and when it was in Vegas, it just seemed like it was, it, like he said, the venue was a little bit bigger, and then, like, the food and stuff like that, they had control. I, I think uh, Jessica and I had a sandwich. We split a sandwich, 
and uh, a I bag know. of chips. Any kind of that stuff is so expensive. Yeah. It was like, I can't even remember, dude. I think it was like 15 bucks or something like that. We're like, holy shit. But uh, but the show was great. The, I mean, it just, and like I was telling people, um, what it is, is they let people in, right? Like, uh, I think you said 12 o'clock. So they let people in. So all the wrestlers are at their booths and stuff, and they got their merchandise, and they're selling their stuff or whatever. So you get a chance to be like right there, up close and personal. You know, hey, man, you want to buy this mask, and we got this one. And like he said, it comes the money goes directly to them. You don't got to go through a, you know, a, a, a website or any stuff like that. And they're like, you know, just like so happy to see you. Yeah, let's take a picture, bro, and I'm talking and stuff like that. So I got, I got people on the air that I didn't think I was going to get on the air. I got some guys from TNA, um, like Johnny Morrison, that, that are opening. That's that's from there, from the Lucha Expo and stuff like that. So we got to talk to a lot of people over there, which was really great, you know. So it, it's pretty cool just to be able to to see them and talk to them. So, like I was telling Cody, um, a lot of them start off like let's say like uh, like I was saying Pagano and Psycho Clown. Dude, there was just a line. Everybody was waiting to see them or whatever. Very popular, but. You know, they make sure they get everybody. They sign the autographs, take the pictures and stuff. After about 40, 45 minutes, that line starts to dissipate, and they're just, you know, because we went after Pagano's line had already went down. So we talked to him for a while, talked about living in He was telling me how in Mexico um, they they stole his uh, laptop and a bunch of stuff, and that he told the guys, please, you know, don't don't steal my papers because then I won't be able to – go to the United States to work and stuff like that. So he was telling me, I, I, you can have whatever you want, money, laptop, just don't take my paperwork. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> so they, they let him keep his paperwork, but they took all his laptop. And, and I was yeah. like, dude, I go, didn't they know who you are? And he goes, hey, they don't care who you are. <laughs> They're just coming you know, to rob you or whatever. So just you know, personal stuff like that, you know, we were talking about. It, it was just, it was really cool. Um uh, I've always been a big Damien and Halloween fan. I, we, we finally, my ex and I finally got to wrestle those guys with uh, Ron Rivera at Revolution Pro. So he was selling stuff, and he had a sweet mask. It was half Halloween, half Damien. It was really cool. And I'm like, dude, um, how much you want for this mask? And he goes, oh, just two fifty. And I'm like, two hundred fifty. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I go, dude, but I'm afraid we wrestle. He goes, hey, I know, bro, but, you know, I got to give Halloween half. And I, <laughs> I said, dude, I can't afford that, man. So I didn't get it, although I did want that one really bad. I couldn't put out uh, 254. I think he did end up selling it, though. Somebody somebody actually came and bought it. Him and uh, Ultimo Dragon, um, he had some really nice masks, and he sold a bunch of those. And like I was telling uh, Cody before, a lot of people from here, like uh, – Adrian Quest and uh, he he got to wrestle with uh, La Mascara and they did really well. Brody King teamed with Black Daru, so they teamed people who like oh dude that's and they it worked real. I don't know who booked it and m- made the matches, but whoever did was spot on. I mean it had to be Kevin and Ruben together, you know, saying well let's do this because I mean it was some really really good matches and I totally totally recommend checking it out. I mean that was like one of the best times I ever had. Just Plus, because I'm a big Lucha fan or whatever, so definitely want to check that out. Sorry, Cody, I had to waste a little time because um, Manny Bam Bam Lara was needed a few minutes. So let's go ahead and give him a call. Hopefully, he picks up and we'll be ready to roll. I got it. All right. We're in the, we got till eight thirty, right, Cody? Uh, yeah, you have twenty three minutes, my friend. Okay, cool. We, we should, make it should be good to go because 
just Manny Lara and I go back away. Well, we're going to tell oh, some geez. stories that's going to that's going to be pretty witty calling. Yeah. Like I told you too, that big Samoano fell on his leg. Oh jeez. Right. And he's he, he's coaching too. I think he's coaching. I think he's coaching smaller kids, or he might be coaching high school too. I can't remember for sure. Out there in Orange County, in a nice area, by the way. Of course. Of course, he's not going to answer. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic oh, voice that, message. I got a plan. Um, I got it. I got we'll call, it. I got it. We'll call him back in just a minute. Um, have you ever? I know you're in Phoenix, or I'm sorry, I wouldn't always, I always say Phoenix, Arizona. Why, why, but have, why, I don't know. I have you ever Phoenix. been out to that uh, Mission Viejo area out that way? Uh, I've been a long time, yeah. Dude, it's so nice out there. I mean, that's that's a really nice part. Of it. Hold on, this is him. Uh, hold on a second. You know, people get uh, people get uh, tripped out. Hold on. It's a New York number, right? I thought so, yeah. Let me just hold on. Calling you now, period. I'm going to go message so I don't mess that up. So give him a minute to to let that digest. <laughs> okay, go ahead and give him a call. He probably saw New York and went, what the hell, man? Who's calling me from New York? From the Bronx. He didn't even answer. What a call. <laughs> Hello? Hey, Manny, it's Fabiano. You're live on On The Mat Radio. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. Ah, it's beautiful. For the people listening to us, you're here. You're at On The Mat Radio with Fabi Chulo. Got my man Cody Rhodes back in the saddle, bringing us in and out. And on the line with us right now, somebody I've been wanting to talk to for a while. But, man, you know, both of us have so much going on. It's good that we finally got to get together. Manny, Bam Bam, Lara. How are you, my friend, man? I haven't talked to you in ages. What's up, man? I'm good. I'm really good. I'm just living life. It's it's funny, dude, because I'm talking to to Cody, who's the producer who a- ended up moving out to Arizona. And he's who he was out here with me in Long Beach for for quite some time. Um, and I was telling him about Long Beach Fight Night and, and how how so many people came out of there and how good the fights were or whatever. So I was telling him, I said, you know, Manny's coming on. I said he was. He was huge back. I mean, he was just knocking people out and was really coming to the to the forefront. And then you you fought the big Samoan dude or whatever. And I I remember, albeit vaguely, that that I think you went to throw a punch or something, but somehow you got caught under him and he fell on top of you. You know? And I just remember seeing your knee and going, "Oh my God, he's dead. He is dead." So before we before we get into talking about what's going on now, is that what happened? Because I can't remember fully, but I just remember seeing you going, "Oh my God, I think he's dead." But uh, tell yeah, us about no, that. similar. Yeah, I was I was whooping on him for about a minute, a minute and a half, and. Uh, I was on top of him. We were transitioning, and in the middle of that transition, he had a hold on my thigh and was, was kind of holding on to, like, a single on his knees. Yeah. And and uh, instead of being on the on the top of my foot, I was I was on my toes. Yeah. Um, and, and he went to shoot for a single, and my body, my upper body twisted, and all his weight was still on my leg, and so my leg stayed. On the mat, and my body yeah. twisted, and my kneecap dislocated. Oh, 
I can't remember. Cause yeah. It's like like your foot got like because cause it's a tarp that's over it like a like a heavy heavy tarp and your foot like it looks like your toes got stuck in there so your body kept going but your foot stayed. You know what I mean? So yeah. everything just went yeah. bam and I was like, oh my god. So I, you know what, I, what's funny about that is is I thought I won the fight because yeah. uh, Jason Herzog was the ref. Yeah. And he put his hands on my chest. I was on my back, and he put his hands on my chest and goes, don't get up, don't get up. And I was like, what are you talking about, man? So I looked <laughs> down, and on my stomach, I had his blood on me. So I go, man, what are you talking about? I move his hands, and he goes, don't look down. And he kind of pushed me. And I go to look down, and my leg's straight, but my kneecap's touching yeah. the mat. Yeah, yeah. It was, I saw it, it dude. It was ugly. But... You know, we had so much fun back then. You know, uh, Manny Larra was, like I said, was huge. We did a we did a um, a live broadcast from uh, I can't remember what the name. You remember we went out there and did a live broadcast, and you came out there with us. I can't remember. It was an Irish pub or something out there. Do you, do you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, Joe, we, Joe's we, play, something like yes, that. Yes, yeah, Fat Joe's or something like that Fat out Joe, there. Fat Joe's, and yeah. We, we had so much fun. We played chop trivia and we did all kinds of stuff or whatever. And and so so that's Manny was huge. So he would come and and make the appearance, you know, because everything was going on for Long Beach Fight Night. And then just we had you know so much going on. And right when it was at the peak, when Long Beach Fight Night was at the peak, that's when everything fell apart because. Yeah. Long Beach, it was so doing so well, and so many people were coming that they wanted to start charging for parking. So they wanted to get some money for that. So people were like, ah, oh, you know. And then Long Beach wanted $3,200 just to use the name Long Beach in Long Beach Fight Night. So, I mean, wow. stuff was, started happening. You know, they, they since they see how well it's doing, everybody wanted a, a little piece of the pie. So so the Dale O brothers were like, you know what, that's it, man. You know, we we tried, but we can't afford this and that. And it, and it kind of just kind of fell by the wayside, which sucked, you know, because we had so much fun back then. So, you know, I moved on to start doing radio and stuff like that. We kept going, and, and I ended up working for Key in the Cage. So you actually went on and started. Now, did you go straight into coaching wrestling and you know, working with Mark Munoz I did and stuff it. like that? Or, or tell, tell us how, how no. that came about. Yeah, kind of like right after Long Beach Fight Night, they they were really – they kind of like propelled me into into a whole nother level just because I started getting messages from different promotions, and they're like, hey, we want – we want to come watch you train, or we want to check you out, or, you know, I, I had been in contact with the UFC a couple times, and, yeah. you know, it was just kind of like, I was right on the verge of that, and um, my, right after Long Beach Fight Night, when I broke my knee, I was gone for a year, rehabbing, training, you know, getting better, and then I took a fight at the OC Fairground for, uh, for Fight Club OC, which is Roy uh, Engelberg. Or Engelberg, I, I forget how you say his last name, but um, I took a fight with them, and I, and come to find out a couple a couple of years later, that was kind of they were using me as like a stepping stone, because the guy that I was fighting was like a heavyweight and super heavyweight champ, oh, king of the cage, and that. he was gonna go fight for. Uh, yeah. That's a rough. So, so they were like using you to promote their stuff and get their stuff to another level. Yeah, yeah. So, so the the guy that I was fighting, Neil Cook, who I heard is a really good guy, um, he he um, he was gonna fight for Bellator. He was like next in line to go fight for the Bellator tournament because it's when they still had the heavyweight tournament yeah. and had that format. 
and and um, I didn't know any of this. I was just going in there like super pumped up, and um, I was actually like two hours late to the venue because instead of getting a hotel, I stayed home, and I live about thirty or forty minutes away from from the venue, and um, I go in, and all his fans. There's like a bar right outside of the venue, and all his fans are sitting there. And they're calling me a beaner and yelling and just, just all sorts of stuff, man. And I'm running because I'm late, you know, and I'm, I'm running. And I get to the venue and the commission is, like, yelling at me, saying they don't have gloves that fit me. And I got to take a drug test. And I got to, like, just a bunch of crap, man. And like when I when I say drug test, I don't say, like, they didn't send me to the stall and say, here, come back with a cup. They, they pulled. When I pulled my pants on, they were literally looking at my stuff. Yeah. And I was like, come on, man. Like, I can't pee if you guys are sitting here looking at me. And uh, anyway, to make a really long story short, I ended up knocking him out in 21 seconds. In <laughs> in those 21 seconds, he's like 6'4", 265. He's the next best thing, you know. And so I, I'm kind of nervous. But my, my head boxing coach, Gennaro Hernandez, had just passed away, like, like three or four weeks before. So I, oh, I was ch- super motivated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did not care who I was fighting. I didn't give a damn. I was like, man, I'm going to whoop whoever's in there. And his yeah. brother, who's a cut man for the UFC, actually ended up cornering me for that fight. And um, we we get up there and knock him out. I break my hand. I didn't even know I broke wow. my hand. Because I, I, I the, the only reason I found out is because when I was going back into the locker room, uh, Jason Mayhem Miller, who was a teammate at the time, he goes and slaps my hand and is like super excited and he slaps my hand and I'm like, Oh my goodness, that hurt And I get to the back and the doctor's like, Hey, we're gonna have to cut this glove. Your bones are protruding, like we, we can't like we can't do anything and I was like, Are you serious? So I had to let it heal for for like three months and then I went to Vegas and when they when I got the surgery done they had to re break it. So they rebroke it to to give me surgery, and uh, I was gone for another year, and and uh, I I signed a Bellator from there with four only four fights. You know, I, I had four fights in my career, and so once Bellator came knocking, I was like, yeah, man, I'm gonna do it. And uh, and like an idiot, I took it and I signed a nine fight contract. <laughs> yeah, it was nuts, man. So my it, it's been a little crazy. Yeah, it's been a nuts. lot crazy. So like um. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't go straight into coaching, but I did coach at that time, right, right about August 2010 or 2011. I started coaching at Mark's gym. I started um, coaching boxing. I was actually the boxing instructor for the kids, and then became the boxing instructor for the adults, but not like the team, just uh, just the adults, like cardio classes and stuff like that. Man, and and so. That's how you just evolve from there. But I, I got to tell you, you know, uh, Cody Rhodes and I talk about beautiful families. Like, I see Sa'ad Awad. Man, that, that is the most beautiful mm-hmm. family I've ever seen. And then I see, like, Juan the Spaniard Archuleta, you know. But I got to put you up in there with the top five. I mean, it's like like the, <laughs> like, like the all-American family. You know, you got the wife and the kids, and it just looks like yeah. the, the all-American family right there. So I'm like, man, this dude, regardless of what happens or what he's doing, that guy's got a beautiful family. And so, um, 
you know, Thanks, it, man. I appreciate it. It, it, it kind of sucks because I know you guys had a big clinic that you guys did with Mark uh, for the wrestling mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So now are you are you actually working with Mark and doing some wrestling coaching um, uh, like on the high so, school level now or what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I actually last year I uh, I started coaching football at Mission Viejo High School, which is a really prominent program in California and uh, for football. Oh yeah, and uh, the only reason the only reason I got that gig was because the new head coach Chad Johnson, I played for him in high school, and okay. so I had text um I text him just to congratulate him once I heard that he got the job, and and I go hey man you know congrats can't wait to see what you do with the program, and he goes what do you mean me do you mean we, and I was like what, and and uh, and he goes yeah man I want you to I want you to coach D line but I want you to put them through like a fourteen week MMA program. And uh, so we went into the wrestling room and we, we grappled a lot. It was very heavily um, grappling and jiu-jitsu based. Uh, yeah. we, we only did maybe two or three sessions of striking, but it was all, it was all grappling based. And uh, because when you tackle, it's like a double leg, or it's yeah. like a rugby tackle, you know? And so uh, I did that. Um, some things kind of fell into place in the position for the head wrestling uh, coach, that job opened up and, uh, our football coach put in a good word. I met with the athletic director of the school and the principal, and 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 they're like, "Hey, you know, we like where your head's at, and we like what your vision is for the program, and so we we'd like to offer you the position." And I took it, and and it's been great, man. I've I've only had it the first. The only thing we've really done is like a two week summer camp, and then in the fall, um, we're we're going full fledged. I got some really good coaches. Uh, Jake Ellenberger is going to come help us out uh, and coach. Um, oh wow. Mark's gonna come by. We we got yeah. some guys from uh, from his gym and his coaching staff that are gonna come out and help. And then we're gonna also put together like a college showcase where we'll have college coaches do some clinics. It's just a good way for the kids to learn from college coaches, but it's also a good yeah. way for the college coaches to recruit and to see if there's anyone that's interested that they're interested in, so that they can further pursue. So it's yeah. it's really just you know putting putting our heads together and using our resources. Uh, to kind of give back to to the sport that I feel is very dominant in MMA. Um, yeah. And, and you know, I just I, – I don't know where I'm at as far as, like, my fighting career. I, I want to compete again. I actually just got a fight offered to me up in Northern California, but I'm like, man, is it, it's not really worth it for what they're paying me. And to go up there for two days and go fight, it's just not uh, – I, I don't know if that's where my head's at anymore. I want yeah. to just because I feel like – uh, my career was 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 kind of taken from me. I, I didn't yeah. really get to say, "Hey, man, like I'm done." And I'm only 31, so yeah. But you know. but that's good though because you know you're when you're wrestling and you're coaching, you're you're in your timing's still there because you're still you know sparring and and grappling with people and stuff like that, and it keeps you, uh, for lack of a better term, like in the loop. You know what I mean? That's why it's yeah, always good. So, yeah. so when and and you you know you have the luxury to pick and choose. If you say, you know what, this all the stars are in line. I think I'll take this fight. You know, it's not like you've been sitting on the couch waiting for the call. You've been you've been putting in the no. time, yeah. working with no, the no, kids no. and stuff like yeah. It keeps you going. So I to me, I think it's great. I think it's great, and especially you got Mark working, and then like the uh, Jake Ellenberger. You said Jake Ellenberger or his brother? Yeah, yeah, Jake, Jake Ellenberger. Yeah, that, dude, that's huge. That's huge. So I think. 
that works out well for you because you you know keep keep moving, keep everything going, and then if it does come about, bam, you're ready to go. To, to me, and we talk about yeah. this, and we just got finished talking to a bunch of different people. You know that wrestling gets you to the promised land, keeps you you know keeps you motivated, keeps you moving. I was highly motivated when I was coaching because just to see those kids progress and stuff meant you know meant like the world to me. So I know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? I know how you feel. You're like, dude, yeah, when you see yeah. them do well, you're like, yes, you know, and it, and it really. It really motivates you yourself, you know, to keep to keep doing better. So I think it's just a matter of time. I think, you know, one of these days the stars are going to be in line. You're going to go, yeah, you know what? I think I'll take this fight. I think I'm ready. And then you're going to knock somebody out. And you're going to go, man, I got to go again or whatever. So it's going to keep <laughs> you, going. So. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. Yeah. Even if it's just for one more, you know, because I always harp on my son and on my daughters and now yeah. these wrestling kids and football kids. I'm like, don't give up. Like, don't quit when it gets hard. You know, you always find a, a way to, to kind of come through to the other side. And, and I feel like I'm a bad example of that because, you know, it, 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 and not because that's what I did, only because yeah. it looks that way on paper. And it's like, yeah. oh, you know, well, he, he lost three in a row in Bellator and he just stopped fighting. You know, and, and yeah. it's not that. I, I have a family. I have responsibilities. I got to make sure that yeah, they're taken care yeah. of. And, yeah. Um, yeah, even if it's just for one, you know, I, I've always wanted to fight. Either in the forum or at, at you know at uh, I call it the Arrowhead Pond, but it's the Honda Center now. Yeah. Um, or fight at the Staples Center, and, and so I I know that Bellator. If anyone from Bellator is listening, I know you guys got my boy Juan Archuleta fighting for the belt on September 28th. So if you guys need a crazy heavyweight Mexican fighter, let yeah. me know. There's a big uh, Mexican population in LA. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, yeah, well I, 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 it, I do it's, I, it's I do business with them. I go and cover a lot of the weigh-ins and stuff like that. So, so believe me, man, we'll keep you. We'll definitely keep you in the loop. And do me a favor. Next, when you got a clinic going on or opening day or anything like that, let me know, man. I'll, I'll come down there and cover it for the show and 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 everything because you know we owe you one because I wanted to I wanted to cover the clinic that you guys had um, yeah, going on yeah. last week. But you know things happen, man. Servers. That's why we're on Thursdays now because things happen or whatever. But we'll definitely, definitely for sure keep keep you in the loop. Um, so for the people listening to us, if you check out Manny Bam Bam Lara, just put that in your little search engine. He keeps a lot of people up to date on what's going on with the coaching and the clinics and stuff like that. So so make sure you check that out. Um, running up against the clock. We're Mexican, dude. They'll throw us out of here if we go overtime. So got to be careful. But I'll, I'll, I'll definitely yeah. I'll keep I'll keep in touch, I'll man. Definitely. Yeah, we're definitely getting uh, everything back together and stuff like that. So I'll definitely keep in touch so we can cover and 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 get that stuff going again. All right, my friend. Yeah, I got and I gotta have you on my show. I just started a new podcast, and so uh, I'd love Any, to have you on, man. Well, we can chat about that after. Anytime, anytime, man. Just let me know. Just keep in touch. So for the people listening, don't forget check out Manny Bam Bam Lara. Put that in your search engine. Keeps everybody up to date, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, my friend. All right, man. Thanks for having me. All right, you got it. Cody, take us to a quick break. We'll come back and wrap it all up. Manny Lara, everybody, make sure you check him out. Yeah, I got about four and a half minutes. <laughs> okay, hey, well, um, I'll get with you. 
for sure, Cody, because we've got so much going on and all that. It's going to take me forever to, to cover everything with you. I've got two big meetings uh, this Sunday, so I'll keep you in the loop and let you know what's happening. For the people listening to us, big thank you to Richard Ariola, Ruben Zamora. And it was like a, kind of like a Mexican night, you know, Cody? We had a Manilala and Zamora and Ariola like and everybody. Burritos <laughs> right now. It was It was awesome. Hey, uh, I appreciate you, uh, you know, taking the time to, to get us back on the air and everything. I know you got so much going on out there in Arizona. Uh, we'll definitely plug Ink and Beard Designs. Yeah, we'll keep everybody. Uh, just go to Cody Anderson. Check him out there. Ink and Beard Designs will be coming back into full swing pretty soon. Um, so we'll she, keep everybody she's posted. already working on shit. Oh, perfect, perfect. I saw some of the stuff, and it, it looks pretty cool. We'll talk about that uh, next week. So we'll see everybody right here on Thursday. Don't forget, on Thursday next week, Cody Rhodes, a main right. thank yous, my friend. I'll see you soon. I'll see you too. Take care. Peace. Let's go! <laughs>